0: You are listening to Embrace Your Center with me, Julie Blackburn. I'm a licensed clinical professional counselor, registered art therapist, and owner of Chartreuse Center. Embrace Your Center focuses on connecting with your authentic self as you experience life-changing events through fertility struggles, perinatal issues, or grieving the loss of a loved one. Get comfortable, take a breath, this time is for you. Thank you for joining me today we are talking about surviving the holidays and other special occasions on this episode of Embracing Your Center. Holidays and special occasions are such a hot topic in counseling. It seems like these issues are things that we talk about throughout the year. Gatherings tend to send us on a spiral of anticipation Sometimes that anticipation is experienced with some mild aggravation as the event is approaching. And then you finally connect with what's behind that irritation. Other times you are very aware of your stressors and are overcome with worry and nervousness as the event approaches and your actual experience is not quite the train wreck that you created in your mind. And yet there is a situation where the anxiety is totally warranted And the family and friends are true to their personalities and the gatherings go exactly as you imagined. I want you to expand your thoughts now of the holidays and special occasions to go beyond the traditional Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, New Year's, Christmas, Easter, birthdays, anniversaries. Uh, These are the doozies that we normally count on to give us emotional responses, consider some others depending on your situation anticipation may be very different and these are worth mentioning to help calm your concerns so let's think about those celebrations that we're kind of being faced right now with an incongruent anticipation Are there special parades or community events that you attend every year? I know in the town I grew up has a wonderful Memorial Day event I enjoy going to that has an awesome barbecue and fire department competitions and lots of people I haven't seen in a while that may ask random questions as we catch up. Then there's the baby showers, bridal showers, weddings, or graduations that bring to light experiences that are not possible due to your struggles or losses. Also, annual vacations or trips and reunions offer a plethora of possible discomfort or grief. There are very private, special occasions that may be only known to you. This can come to be very isolating as the day draws closer. Is this the day that you learned of a successful treatment or the days you learned of a possible adoption and then the day you learned the adoption would not occur? Or the night you spent with a loved one snuggling and reminiscing while knowing your time together was limited? These special events are so important. These days I have a tendency to sneak up on us because they are not highlighted on a calendar as recognized holidays so that's kind of the first step is is paying attention to what those special occasions are now that we've developed some awareness about what can bring these intense emotions let's spend some time talking about what you can do to survive and reduce your anticipation for these days i'm a huge proponent of being real about what may happen and then rehearsing to give the greatest chance for a successful day We cannot truly predict how things are gonna go. We can develop though an understanding of ourselves and our own needs so that we may have the greatest level of comfort on those days. One of the first things is to disarm the sneak attack. What I mean by this is get these events on a calendar. So I'm old school and I love my paper calendar and I write all these special events and and special occasions in big letters and in bright colors. And I do this at the start of every year to help awaken the knowledge that these emotional days are going to be coming. I cannot ignore those bright colors throughout the year and it helps me anticipate them as as they're coming closer and drawing closer in a healthy way for me. For a number of years after my mother-in-law died, I'd get this anxiety at the end of, the, end of September. My body knew the loss was 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 coming that anniversary of her death was coming and my mind had not yet made that connection she died in early October and by being intentional about reminding myself I was able to start to figure out what was causing my heightened sensitivity and be able to plan better if your calendar is on your phone tablet or computer you've got some awesome tools to help use and prepare you for those upcoming events. And there's this nice little feature that you can set as you know that these things are coming. So you can do a weekly reminder or a daily reminder for so many days ahead of time that this this is coming. Take advantage of that. Another thing is to identify your concerns. As special days and events approach, take some time to really think about what is the source of your nervous energy. A great way to do this is to create a worry list or do a five-minute writing sprint with the anticipation as your intention. When you are able to get to the root of your concerns, then you can take some action. If you're concerned about uncomfortable discussions, uh, you can anticipate your part of the conversation, identify ways to quickly move through a difficult subject, or plan ways to respond that match you as a person returning you know, really returning to congruency. If you are concerned about erupting emotions, there's something underlying there. Take some time to further explore topics, people, or parts of the day. Another thing that you can do is ask yourself, what do I need? You are in a time of adjustment and your needs are now different than they were in the past. I'm going to give you permission to think about what is going to be the best for you to enjoy these gatherings to the fullest. Those needs may be quite simple, like I need to feel free when I'm ready to leave, or I just want to feel my loved ones near me, or I need privacy with, with, and about my experience. The need may be much greater in the sense of saying I only want to be those who are also grieving, or. I want to do everything different this year, or you're holding on to traditions. It could also be something about the types of people that you're with, such as I only want to be with couples, or I do not want to be around with couples. This list could go on. With this topic in mind, there's a catch to this. And like I said, we're going to be real here. So coming to terms as to what is best for you may not be popular, and it may not be what others want or expect from you. If you understand the why and what you need, communicating about your thoughts and plans is so much easier to articulate, and it helps other people understand really where you're coming from. You may still catch some pushback. You can know in your heart your reasons for your decisions. Another thing that you may want to consider is that You may not be the only one who's hurting at this time. Other people may have needs to do things differently too. Just because you need everyone to get together does not mean that they are able to meet that request. A key to, to these needs as you're identifying them is to be able to provide that need for yourself. By sharing your thoughts with others, that's something that you can do to articulate your needs. Being sure to drive by yourself or writing with a reliable person that will honor your limits is part of owning and taking responsibility for your needs and fulfilling those needs. Someone may be feeling the need to try to open a dialogue with you about their feelings that you've been distanced or been keeping something from them. If you're if you've been trying to maintain a sense of privacy, it's important to stay true to yourself and stay true to that level of comfort in your sharing. So just be honest about that and and be aware that other people may have their thoughts about these things. And that's natural and normal. The next thing that is is something to keep in mind is to plan and prepare, we're starting to understand what's driving that worry. And then we're talking about what do we personally need. So now what? Now it's time to develop a plan. The idea here is to think about the worst and the best case scenarios. You're already thinking about the worst case scenario. So let's attend to it. I also want you to envision what a great gathering may be like for you too. Chances are you're your experience will be somewhere in the middle. By doing some preparation around both scenarios will give you some comfort to be able to walk into an event. I have found developing approaches and, and coping strategies that are verbal, what are you going to say that are behavioral, what can you do in, in social in the sense of who can you rely on are the most effective for you to have some options to pull from. Our verbal coping really is to be rehearsed. So think about what you can do and how you wanna respond to questions. Really practice them in your shower or when you're getting ready in the morning, it really helps to say them out loud so that you are fully prepared And, and it's honest to who you are It matches you. For years, my husband and I would be asked about when we were going to have kids. And I know it's not an odd question by any means, but I, I truly dreaded it. And I did in my mind. I I rehearsed different levels of responses that were, that were simple and then some that were really brutally honest based on how far I was being pressed in a conversation. Behavioral coping may look something like simply leaving when you're ready, I recommend not creating any fibs about the reason that you go. And if you feel that you must say something, you can simply just say, it's time for me to go. We tend to give way too much information. Keep it simple. Other behavioral coping may be listening in on a conversation before joining in or offer to get hors d'oeuvres or beverages when a conversation you'd like to avoid comes up. So social coping can be having people around you that know your situation Sometimes those that will provide the most compassion for your struggle will surprise you. Keep an open heart to recognize a select few that step up to be a support. Accepting invitations with intention is the next topic to to cover here. This is such an interesting topic. I'm gonna break this down to the basics. Invitations are simply a request for your presence to share an experience with you. They are not a demand or an obligation. I hear all too often that you don't want to hurt someone's feelings or you're afraid of a negative perception of you not attending. I want you to recognize those thoughts or assumptions, not truths. It takes a lot. I mean a lot of energy when you are in a transition and coping with significant life changes or struggles. There are some events that you truly don't want to miss. I encourage you go enjoy. Have a great day time. There will be some that may not work out for you for one reason or another or the stressors are just too much. It's okay to conserve your social and emotional energy for those can't miss gatherings that you are looking forward to and kindly decline those that are clear to not match your current situation. I can tell you that those that know you and care about you will invite you to gatherings in the future and most likely will appreciate your honesty and and timely RSVP. The next thing is to make time for rest and reflection. I can't stress this enough. This is probably one of the more difficult aspects of surviving special events and holidays. Uh, We know how to use the busyness of life to deflect from self-awareness. If we sit still, we may actually connect with our core and feel something. It's important to take the time to understand how we are growing and changing to the life we are now living. Things are tough and without reflection, We stay in these cycles and patterns that may have worked in the past but are no longer effective. We are now incongruent and uncomfortable in our center. Taking time for meaningful rest and reflection will provide you useful information to move through your current struggle. This is probably one of the hardest things for people to do. Finally, I want you to release the guilt. Just because this year is tough does not mean every year will be. You matter, there are many times you have cared for or showed compassion towards others. It is time to give that same level of care and compassion to yourself. You are different because you're in the midst of your struggle and trying to figure things out. You will have greater perspective as time goes on. Now, it's up to you. How do you want to survive? Take some action and give yourself a chance. You deserve the same kindness you afford to others. Remember, you are learning to live in a new way and trying new approaches. The goal is to reconnect with yourself as you move through various aspects of your struggle. My hope for you is to renew your heart and embrace the person you are becoming. If you're interested, notes about this episode are available at julieblackburnlcpc.com under the blog and podcast page. Take care, and I'll see you in the next episode of Embrace Your Center.